Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, January 4th. We have an obligation to stand up for our democracy because the democracy is at stake here. That was Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on CNN this morning talking about his big push to get voting reform done in the United States Senate. However, he's already run into a huge roadblock. Joe Manchin. After seeing Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda basically implode when Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, a few weeks ago said he couldn't support it, Senate Democrats made clear that they were going to move to the next priority on their to-do list, and that is dealing with the issue of voting rights. However, the math problem remains the same for Chuck Schumer. The way in which the Democrats are approaching dealing with voting rights is again through a Democratic-only approach, meaning the path forward that they want to pursue here is to change the filibuster rules in the Senate that require 60 votes to advance this kind of legislation and create some sort of a carve-out for voting rights specifically, that that would not be subject to that 60-vote threshold. The problem is you need all 50 Senate Democrats on board with that notion to change the rules of the Senate to create this carve-out for voting rights. And guess what Chuck Schumer doesn't have? 50 Democratic Senate votes all on board with this plan. Key among them, Joe Manchin, yet again, also Kirsten Sinema. When Senator Schumer appeared on CNN this morning, he didn't get into every specific proposal that he and his team are discussing with the Democratic caucus about how to get from here to there in accomplishing this rules change or this carve out. But he did acknowledge that there is still work to do to get Manchin and Cinema on board. We are in a 24-7 process. There have been constant discussions uh, over the break uh, on the phone. There's a variety of reforms we're talking to Senator Manchin about and to Senator Sinema about. And look, they are, they are discussing it with us. Shortly after Schumer appeared on CNN, Joe Manchin spoke with reporters up on Capitol Hill. And he made clear he is still very far away from getting behind the notion of enacting a so-called nuclear option, ending the filibuster around this piece of legislation. Let me just say that, that, that to being open to uh, a rules change that would uh, create a nuclear option, uh, it, it's, it's a very, very difficult. It's, it's a heavy lift. The need for us to protect democracy as we know it and the Senate as it has operated for 232 years are extremely, extremely high bars that we must be very careful for willing to cross those. Uh, so. I'm talking, I'm not agreeing to any of this to the extent I want to talk and see all the options we have open. Classic Joe Manchin, not ruling out the possibility that he could be part of a solution here, but not really lining up to be part of that solution. We are told by White House sources that President Biden does plan to join this renewed effort on voting rights that the Democrats are pushing in the days ahead. Now, remember, we are about to mark this one-year anniversary of this horrific insurrection on our Capitol that was, at its core, motivated around the big lie that Donald Trump told that the election in 2020 was somehow illegitimate 
and fraudulent and that Joe Biden was not the duly elected president. I mean, these two things, the protection of the sanctity of the vote and how that vote is cast and counted and what occurred on January 6th, you can't separate them. They're intrinsically linked with each other. However, Joe Biden is going to try very hard to focus on the January 6th attack on the Capitol and commemorating that moment and the dangers to our democracy and separately advocate for a legislative push to protect voting rights in the days ahead. Remember, there are two different pieces of legislation that the Democrats are talking about here. One is the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, named for the late civil rights icon, the Georgia congressman John Lewis. This piece of legislation is aimed at re-fortifying the Voting Rights Act of 1965 after some particular measures inside the Voting Rights Act were gutted by the Supreme Court in that landmark case back in 2013. There's also the Freedom to Vote Act. This is now the scaled-down version of what used to be called H.R. 1, but the For the People Act that House Democrats passed that clearly was never going anywhere in the Senate. It was a sweeping set of election reforms, everything from campaign finance to dealing with the gerrymander problem in redistricting to dealing with early voting and mail-in voting and the like. Joe Manchin actually worked with his colleagues to come up with this scaled-down version, not quite a sweeping set of reforms, but has been unable to sell it to any of his Republican colleagues. Republicans aren't really part of this conversation because they have shown no interest in actually trying to pass any of these reforms. Here was Mitch McConnell last month. So most Americans understand that certain basic ballot security measures guarantee the integrity of their own vote and do prevent the temptation to cheat by others. There's been a lot of discussion about big lies around here the last year. I think one of the big lies is that the state legislatures across America are busily at work trying to deny people the right to vote based upon race. But outside the halls of Congress, there are some conservative thought leaders who have been publishing perhaps trial balloons to see if there is some much more narrow and focused version of election reform that might get some Republican buy-in. Yuval Levin wrote in the New York Times this week that Democrats and Republicans really should focus on a narrowly tailored, he said, legislation focused on what happens after the election. He wrote, quote, such a bill could, for instance, limit the ability of state officials to remove local election administrators without cause and prohibit the harassment of election workers. It could mandate a mechanism for post-election audits while requiring a clear standard for rendering election results final. He thinks if you focus on these few areas, perhaps there's room for bipartisan buy-in on that kind of reform. So far, Democrats and Republicans up on Capitol Hill are not engaged in any conversations about any such compromise. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.